This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. Just in case you were considering or actually have scheduled getting the latest iteration of the so-called COVID vaccine or boosters, you might want to seriously consider delaying until you have heard and responded to this program today. So I welcome you to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. It's conversation with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms, and I trust that today's program will bring a kind of conviction into your mind and into your heart because you do not want to deal cavalierly with your children, with those you care for, or with yourself as well. How can you say you love others if you don't love yourself? Jesus said we should love others as we love ourselves, but if you don't care enough, to look at the realities concerning the so-called COVID vaccines, then you can't possibly love others either. Not really. You can pretend to. You can follow mandates. You can say and justify, well, what am I going to do? My employer says if I don't get it, then I'm going to lose my job. Or the government says the same thing. Who knows what threats are going to come your way? But you see, in one sense, this is only a test, because there is coming a point in time when you are going to be given the option, if you can call it an option, to receive a mark. It's an infamous mark, referred to usually as the mark of the beast, and there is a point in time when you will be given the option to receive, but it won't be optional, at least it won't be perceived as optional by you or most people, because there will be horrific consequences attached if you don't submit and receive. The same is true with regard to these so-called vaccines and boosters. And by the way, just to reiterate, they are not vaccines. And they're still under the experimental stage. And the reason they're not vaccines is because a vaccine, by definition, was supposed to prevent infection, and prevent transmission of the virus. The vaccines and their boosters did neither. Therefore, they were not vaccines. And when pushed to the edge on that particular issue, the CDC, Center for Disease Control, had to change their internal definition of vaccine in order to pretend to be promoting a vaccine. Well, when you begin first to deceive, there's no end in sight for how far you will go to further deceive and accomplish your agenda, whatever that might be. And so today on Viewpoint, I have in front of me about a dozen articles that are so gripping. They're so gripping that you might want to seriously consider not only listening to the full program today, but also listening again and telling your friends, Romans and countrymen, to go to the website saveus.org later on this evening or tomorrow, whenever, because it's going to be up on the website saveus.org. And you're going to want, because you care for people, and you care for your relatives, you care for your friends, pastors, you care for those in your congregations, you're not going to cavalierly just submit and 
uh, allow a force or threat of force to carry you into recommending in the name of love that which actually carries with it horrific potential consequences for those you purport to care for. So I welcome you again to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chrismeyer. It's always conversation with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. Before we go further, I need to make a correction, uh, an error, uh, from a program that we did, I believe it was Monday. I believe it was Monday, in which I was talking about uh, Governor uh, Newsom out there in California appointing a new substitute senator for the deceased Diane Feinstein. That person is the head of a group called Emily's Group. Now, here was the problem. In my thinking at that time, I conflated the word Emily's Group with the term Angie's List, or Emily's List with Angie's List. They're both called a list. Emily's Emily's List with Angie's List. And some of the things that I said were actually specifically related to Angie's list. However, let me declare this, that both of those organizations are dedicated to the advancement of abortion, homosexuality. In fact, the head of Emily's list not only has dedicated herself and that organization to the advancement of abortion, but to elect and fill up our Congress and every elective office with those who will support absolute abortion. And, indeed, she is also an active lesbian. So, those things having been said, uh, I don't think it's necessary for me to go further to try to uh, make any further corrections because, in reality, it was... Emily's List versus Angie's List, and both of them serve a similar kind of agenda. Angie's List to provide people who will do work for you in whatever capacity, but the leadership of it is hyper-woke. All right, that having been said, and I have made a public correction, hopefully that is uh, correct, and I realize this, uh, and then I began to receive a few emails uh, about that. Very kind, by the way. They were not nasty emails. And so, by the way, if you want to correct somebody, if you want to suggest that perhaps somebody made an error, just make sure that you do it the way you would want somebody to respond to you and not the way so many do in response to blogs and so on. All right. That having been said, we move forward with this series of articles that uh, I believe are going to grip, uh, grab your attention. First, the Canadian government. The Canadian government admits now that 74% of triple vaccinated people in Canada now have what are called VAIDS, V-A-I-D-S. Now, that's a term that perhaps we have not heard before. So the data reveals that the double-vaccinated population across Canada have now lost 
an average of 74% of their immune system capability. And the triple vaccinated population across Canada have now lost an average 73% of their immune system capability compared to the natural immune system of their unvaccinated counterparts. In other words, what these so-called vaccines are doing, which are not vaccines, and we've discussed this over the past two years, what these are actually doing is creating an artificial or substitute, a substitute immune system that's only calculated to deal with one particular thing, and that is COVID. How about all the other things that come along? We'll be back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I welcome you and urge you to uh, anchor your seatbelt, friends, because the things that we're going to share here today on Viewpoint uh, may be considerably upsetting, uh, but they're being provided to you not to upset you, but to get your attention so that you will have informed consent if indeed you decide either for yourself or anyone else to get a so-called vaccine or booster. We opened by looking at the latest report, Canada Canadian government admits 74% of triple vaccinated people in Canada now have VADES. Now, this is a new term, but we're all familiar with the term AIDS, aren't we? What is AIDS? Acquired Immunity Syndrome. Acquired Immunity Syndrome. Now, isn't that what so many people were dying from? Those who were practicing homosexuality and so on, they were dying from AIDS. In other words, their immune systems were so seriously compromised that they could not resist anything else coming down the pike, and eventually they died, And it only took about nine months for them to do so once they developed it. So, we want to uh, take a look at just how far this goes. And I want to repeat some of these statistics uh, because I think they're critically important. So here it is. The data from Canada reveals that double vaccinated population across Canada have now lost an average of 74% of their immune system capability. That is their natural immune system capability. And the triple vaccinated population have now lost on average 73% of their immune system capability compared to the natural immune system that God gave us as compared to their unvaccinated counterparts. They're now calling this acquired immunodeficiency uh, syndrome. Immunodeficiency syndrome. 
In other words, as a result of the vaccine. But it's even worse for the triple vaccinated population in terms of their risk of death. The average figures show that the uh, those triple vaccinated are 3.7 times more likely to be infected with COVID-19, but five times more likely to die of COVID-19 than the unvaccinated population. These figures suggest that both the double and triple vaccinated population in Canada have now had so much damage to a cause to their immune systems by the COVID-19 injections that they have now developed acquired immunodeficiency syndrome. The government of Canada is publishing its official COVID-19 data in a way that makes it appear Canada is very much experiencing a pandemic of the unvaccinated and that the COVID vaccines are clearly effective, but this data is a fraud. They'll tell you what you want, they want you to hear because they have a reason for promoting the vaccines, a financial reason and a control reason. This is all about preparing the way for the one world or global order. Whether you agree with that or not, I urge you to do your own complete, honest research. We've talked about it for three years here on the program, and I suggest that there isn't a single thing that we have said on this program concerning COVID that has been inaccurate. And concerning the vaccines, it has been inaccurate. We try to be as accurate as possible and try not to go beyond that which can be established. The COVID-19 vaccine is supposed to train your immune system to recognize the spike protein of the original strain of the COVID-19 virus. It does that by instructing your cells to produce the spike protein, and then your own immune system produces antibodies and remembers to use them later if you encounter the spike part of the COVID-19 virus again. But the vaccine doesn't hang around after it's done the initial training. It leaves your immune system to take care of the rest So when the authorities state that the effectiveness of the vaccines weaken over time, what they really mean is that the performance of your immune system weakens over time. They've changed your immune system. And the immune system isn't returning to its original God-created natural state. If it was that the outcomes of infection with COVID-19 would be similar to the outcomes among the not-vaccinated population, wouldn't they? We're looking at something here that is profound. I don't want to go further into details because it just becomes confusing. So, again, the World Tribune gives it this piece. The Center for Disease Control's data on COVID jabs show adverse effects for teens, even fully boosted men. 
The CDC's own data shows a risk of severe side effects from the COVID shots for teenagers and a significantly lower life expectancy for men who are fully boosted. CDC data basically says that 1 million uh, mRNA COVID shots for teens will prevent zero to one COVID deaths and cause 100,000 to 200,000 severe side effects. In other words, there's no reasonable benefit or risk balance. The risk far exceeds the benefit. According to the math, Moderna trial team subjects had a 25% risk of grade three-fourths adverse effects if they received the shot, and only 5% for placebos. The data is from a September 12 CDC document. For you mothers, mothers to be, or moms having, or fathers having daughters who are having babies. A new study of lactating women who took the COVID vaccine finds trace mRNA amounts in their milk. Up to 45 hours after vaccination in the breast milk of 10 I'm not sure what this means. The breast milk of the women contracting the government's, uh, contradicting the government's and vaccine enthusiasts' official narrative that mRNA was safe for breastfeeding moms and their infants because it did not travel throughout the body. The findings suggest that COVID-19 vaccine mRNA administered to lactating mothers can spread systematically to breast milk in the first two days after maternal vaccination. The biodistribution of mRNA COVID-19 vaccines in human breast milk is found in the October 2023 edition of the British medical journal Lancet. Next. A nationwide hospital system has just introduced a draconian vaccine mandate for health care workers across the multiple states. It's called Providence Hospital System, and it's just dropped an Orwellian bombshell on its employees with a new announcement on its uh, app, a platform designed for employees to stay up to date on company news. The healthcare giant announced that all workers are now required to receive the latest COVID-19 vaccine. The mandate includes those who are already vaccinated and boosted with previous shots. In other words, you've got to even up the ante for your risk. And the reward is almost nothing other than to keep your job. Of course, your job isn't going to do you any good if you're dead. Or if your immune uh, system is so compromised that you're going to succumb to a cold virus or something else coming down the line that otherwise you'd be able to resist. This is very dangerous. Workers were warned 
that failure to comply with the new mandate could result in unpaid leave or even job termination. Now, let's suppose now we go down the line about three years and out comes a new advanced level of so-called vaccine or whatever they want to call it at that time that combines the Bill Gates patent that was filed in 2020 that encouraged, that not only includes the administration of drug, but also the control of finances. And the goal there, obviously, is to prepare for a digital one-world order, where the government, a universal global government, controls all financial transactions, and whether or not you are able to do business, conduct business, buy your groceries, drive your car, and so on. It kind of puts this in perspective, doesn't it? Workers warned that failure to comply with the new mandate could result in unpaid leave or even job termination. So then you say, well, how am I going to feed my children? And their answer is, well, you had a choice. You could choose. We we didn't tell you that you couldn't get the vaccine. We just said that you're not going to work here if you don't. That's how it's going to happen, friends. That's exactly how the mark is going to come. And this is setting everyone up for it. You're being trained to succumb, to conform, no matter what the consequences, to justify the consequences in favor of the temporary alleged benefits. You see, that is what got Esau in trouble in the book of Genesis. Do you remember Jacob and Esau? Esau went out and he got uh, hunted for some venison that his father loved, and Jacob, his mother, kind of conspired with him to prepare a, uh, a pottage that uh, would resemble what Jacob, what uh, Esau would prepare. And so Esau had already sold his birthright to his brother. Esau was the firstborn. He had the benefit, but he sold the benefit. He traded it for a mess of pottage because he said he was so hungry. That's what people are doing today. That's what Christians are doing. That's even what past many pastors are encouraging their flock to do. To become Esau's. And to justify it. And if you become an Esau, be willing to sell your birthright or that which is valuable long term, like your immune system, like your health, and you're going to be willing to sacrifice that without trusting God at all. You're going to be willing to sacrifice that for the promise of an experimental vaccine that is proving over three years to be extremely dangerous. And you're going to do it anyway. Get the picture? It's like the children of Israel having been delivered by God with a mighty hand from Egypt and from Pharaoh, and then they cry because for a few days they wanted meat instead of manna. 
So they cried and cried and belly ached, and God said, okay, well, I'll give you what you want. And ultimately, they got what they want, but God sent leanness into their souls, and in effect, they went back to Egypt. And they never, ever got the promised land. They just didn't. You need to read your Bible again. And that's why the Apostle Paul said this in 1 Corinthians chapter, excuse me, I think it's 2 Corinthians chapter 10. He said, those things happen to them as an example for you and me unto whom the ends of the world are come. Therefore, take heed that what happened to them doesn't happen to you. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But it didn't help them not being mixed with faith to them that heard it. We'll be back. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, saveus.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, saveus.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived, Save America Ministries website at saveus.org. Would you like to strengthen your faith for these troubled times? Would you? Then I'm going to make available to you two books. The one, Out of Egypt. Out of Egypt. Don't think you know what it says because you don't. Guaranteed, you do not know what it says. I dare say that if you read it patiently, your life will be changed. And your faith will grow beyond what you could imagine. Out of Egypt. It's continuing to be available to you for $10. Even though it's a $17 book, it's yours for $10. On our website, saveus.org. Life-changing. I hope you'll avail of the opportunity. Next, Seduction of the Saints. How to stay pure in a world of deception. Friends, this whole thing with regard to COVID, the vaccines, and so on, is untold, massive deception. If a company by itself, or if you by yourself, did what the government, the president, the CDC, Dr. Fauci, and so on, have done, you would be in jail for a very long period of time. It's criminal. COVID-19 cases among vaccinated seniors soared in 2021, according to newly disclosed data that was acquired by the U.S. health agencies, but was not presented to the public. Researchers found that the proportion of total COVID-19 cases among seniors was increasingly compromised or comprised of vaccinated people, according to the newly disclosed documents. 
post-vaccination COVID-19 cases represented 73% of the cases among people 65 and older. The elderly were 80% fully vaccinated at the time. But the rates were twice as high in those who had been vaccinated five to six months prior. In other words, the CDC hid the data that would help to prevent seniors from the COVID case spike. 63% of the COVID-19 hospitalizations in seniors were among the fully vaccinated. Researchers calculated that the vaccine effectiveness against infection was only 33%. I dare say it wasn't even that high because your own immune system was still working. Analysis was completed on 20 million Medicare beneficiaries, including 5.6 million seniors who received a primary series of COVID-19 vaccine. Dr. Janet Woodcock, the Federal Drug Administration's acting commissioner at the time, said this, It's hard to see that this is anything other than a failure of our health authorities to assess, share, make public, and act upon available real-world data. Yet the FDA and the CDC have participated in aggressively promoting COVID-19 vaccines throughout the pandemic, including hyping them as strongly protective against severe disease, even after their own data suggested that was not the case. This is enough, friends, to make a sane person go almost crazy. You talk about deception. This is massive deception on a governmental-wide basis. And the President of the United States became the official transport of this message by going before the public on television and over and over saying, you got to get the vaccine, you got to get the vaccine, because it will do two things. Number one, it will prevent you from getting the virus, and it will prevent you from uh, transmitting it. Both of those were absolute unmitigated lies. Then, just to show you how the deception is continuing to take place, the Mayo Clinic, one of the top-ranked medical institutions in the United States, has quietly made a new statement about hydroxychloroquine. You remember when all this came out, it was recommended by a number that hydroxychloroquine uh, would be a very good way to prevent uh, the effects, many of the effects, and allow you to survive with greater likelihood if you got the vaccine, Uh, excuse me, if you got uh, COVID-19. Here's what Mayo Clinic said on its website up until a few days ago. 
Hydroxychloroquine is used to treat malaria. It's also used to prevent malaria infection. Hydroxychloroquine may also be used to treat coronavirus, COVID-19, in certain hospitalized patients. Well, guess what? They just quietly and without announcement changed their site. Here's what they say now. Hydroxychloroquine is not recommended as a treatment for coronavirus. It doesn't prevent infection with the virus that causes COVID-19. Well, friends, neither did the vaccine. What is wrong with these medical people? Are they blind in one eye, refuse to see out of the other? Are they drinking so much Kool-Aid that they have no medical sensibility or even love for the truth anymore? It's like a nationwide conspiracy of the medical profession, of government, of business, and now of hospitals, yes, and universities. It's just, and businesses everywhere. I'm trying to catch my breath here because it's so disturbing. So disturbing. Then, now to perpetuate the fear syndrome, the Wuhan Institute of Virology is warning the world, prepare for another COVID-19 pandemic. Why are they doing this? It's about control, friends. It's about setting the stage, ultimately, for governmental control across the whole Western world. Thank the Lord for somebody like Ron DeSantis, who down there in Florida vows to defund COVID vaccines and end forced compliance. That takes some chutzpah to be able to do that. Regardless of what else you might think about Ron DeSantis, he does have a way of standing in the gap for real people. Senator Eric Schmidt from Missouri said last week that Dr. Anthony Fauci wanted to conceal the National Institutes of Health's indirect funding of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. He appeared on Newsmax, slammed the former head of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases for working to censor those that were exposing him. He didn't want the world, he said, to know. He was secretly funding the Wuhan lab because we weren't supposed to be funding gain-of-function research. So he figured out a way to get around that through third parties. And he was discovered. And he did everything he could to hide. Then, from the UK, a study concerning masks 
published by the National Institute of Health, suggests that the N95 COVID masks exposed wearers to dangerous levels of toxin, toxic chemicals. Now, to me, this kind of pales into relative insignificance compared to everything else we've been talking about. But the surgical N95 mask that was held up as the creme de creme of protection against uh, receiving airborne COVID, the, the virus, held up as the gold standard, now has been revealed that the tight-fitting mask exposed users to dangerous levels of toxic chemicals. The chemicals released by these masks had eight times the recommended safety limit of toxic, volatile, organic compounds. Inhaling those compounds has been linked to health issues like headaches and nausea, while prolonged and repeated has been linked to organ damage and even cancer. We're trying here on this program, from time to time, to do what perhaps most people cannot do or can't find the time to do or whatever, do not know how to weave things together in such a way as to make sense of it. We're connecting the dots. We do this in so many issues, friends. Connect the dots. And that's what we're doing here today with regard to the whole COVID so-called vaccine, which is not a vaccine. We keep repeating that. You can call it the jab. That seems like a strange word to use. But what else are you going to use? Shots. Maybe that's what you're going to use. Shots. All right. When we get back, we're going to reveal perhaps the most troubling of all the issues we could possibly talk about here today. I hope you'll stay tuned. And you'll tell your friends, Romans and Comfort, about what we're doing here on this program to save their health. We'll be back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. My dear friend, anchor your seatbelt. You might want to put on a head harness as well so you don't uh, uh, hurt or damage your neck in jerking in response to what I'm about to share with you here today, right now on Viewpoint. But before we get to that, I'm going to make available to you once again to encourage you 
to strengthen you in times like these. Because in times like these, we not only need a Savior, we need an anchor. As the song, the song that we used to sing says, Be very sure your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. Well, that means we have to have a combination of three words. Faith, belief, and trust. They all come from the same root word, but they have different facets of implication and application for our lives. If you or I are missing any one of those facets, we're in trouble. You're in trouble for the future. You're in trouble for the present. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. That's true. But it also said believe and be baptized. But it also says trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lead not to your own understanding. All three of those words, believe, trust, and faith, have aspects to them that are missing in large measure and certainly in a composite measure in the majority of Christians in America today. They don't understand it. Neither do their pastors for the most part. It's unfortunate, but it's true. And I want to encourage you. One one of the things that we try to do here on this program is to encourage, to strengthen, to disciple for destiny, and so on, to prepare the way of the Lord in your life, yes, but to strengthen you to be able to stand against the wiles of the evil one. And they're here. You can see it right here coming on the wings of COVID and vaccines and so on. Deception is everywhere. It comes in many, many clothes. Again, I want to urge you to seriously consider getting a copy of my book, Out of Egypt. Out of Egypt. It's the most repeated theme in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. The words out of Egypt or similar words can be found over 400 times from Genesis to Revelation. That sounds like it must be pretty important in the mind and heart of God. But what does it mean? You may think you know what it means. Somebody just the other day said, oh, well, I know what that is. No, you don't. No, you don't. Most people think that because they confess Christ as Savior, they came out of Egypt and they're free and scot-free. No, because 600,000 men who were the seed of Abraham, heirs according to the promise, God took out of Egypt, but he would not let them into the promised land. Only two men. Out of 600,000, 20 years of age and older, God allowed into the promised land. Why? Because they had another spirit. The rest of them, while professing to be the seed of Abraham, heirs according to the promise, the ones who wore the white hat and so on, they retained the spirit of Egypt in their hearts. So God says, as you have spoken, they said, would to God we died in the land of Egypt. Wah, 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 wah. Okay? And God said, okay, as you have spoken, so shall it be, and not one of you is going to go across the boundary of the promised land. 
You're all going to die in the wilderness as if it were Egypt. Now, friends, we're living in the spirit of Egypt today. You can call it the spirit of the world. You can call it the spirit of the flesh, whatever you want to call it. But that's where most Christians are living today. It's a cesspool of Egypt. And people don't know how to live by faith. They just don't. They're struggling. I see it constantly. Somebody called me just earlier this week, said, Chuck, I need to talk to you. I'm in despair. I'm feeling just completely overwhelmed. What do I do? This is a regular listener. And so I spent some time talking with the person. Friends, this is exactly what Jesus and his apostles told us was going to happen just before his second coming. And we're trying desperately and have for 28 and a half years to prepare professing Christians for victory. Get a copy of the book, Out of Egypt. We're keeping the price reduced to $10 to make sure that anybody who is really serious and sincere could get a copy of the book. And you may just want to ultimately end up getting numerous copies to get it across to your friends. It's on our website, saveus.org. Saveus.org, give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Also, I would urge you to seriously consider the book Seduction of the Saints, How to Stay Pure in a World of Ever-Increasing Deception. Now, are you ready? Here's the latest. Scientists are hailing the creation of what could radically change how people are vaccinated. An airborne method that delivers mRNA right to your lungs. Whether you want it or not, don't need to get injected. With a history of carrying out secret bioweapon simulations on Americans, Will the United States resort to air vaxing the masses? Answer, very likely. Yale University researchers have developed a new airborne method for delivering the mRNA right to your lungs. Friends, Dr. Robert Malone, who is the one who developed this mRNA, warned the world, stop using this in vaccines. Stop using it. It is too dangerous. It has collective danger over the years. It's not just what happens in the next few days or weeks. It's what happens over the years. Stop it. But nobody listens. This team from Yale University, led by cellular and molecular physiologist Saltzman, Mark Saltzman, explained that the inhalable mRNA vaccine successfully protected against the SARS-CoV-2, which opens the door, he said, to delivering other messenger RNA 
therapeutics for gene replacement therapy and other treatments in the lungs. Well, yes, indeed, there's always going to be a sales point. He has high hopes for the airborne delivery method beyond vaccines, though. He says the new method of delivery could radically change the way people are vaccinated. But that's not all. An airborne vaccine makes it possible to rapidly disseminate it across a vast population. By releasing the vaccine in the air, there's no need to inject a person individually. This isn't the case with an airborne vaccine, which can be released into the air without consent or even the public's knowledge. Are you beginning to get the picture? When you put the pieces of the puzzle together, a very disturbing picture emerges. As reported in the Epoch Times, we have a history of the U.S. government taking extreme measures to mandate and promote COVID-19 shots to the public. But now researchers have developed an airborne MRA vaccine offering a vehicle by which to rapidly vaccinate the masses without their knowledge or consent. And the government's doing this kind of thing is not um, not something that would be the first time. While it's disturbing to think of an AirVax experiment being conducted on an unspecific pub, unsuspecting public, it's not unprecedented. Adding to the story is academic endorsement of the use of compulsory covert bioenhancements. Peter Crutchfield with Western Michigan University School of Medicine discusses moral bioenhancements, which refers to the use of biomedical means to trigger moral improvements. Drug treatments, including genetic engineering, are potential examples of bioenhancements. Some argue that moral bioenhancements could be compulsory for the greater good. Whenever you hear the words greater good, it should cause a knee-jerk reaction of resistance. Because those are the words that are used to compel the majority of people to embrace that which otherwise, if they knew the rest of the truth, would never consider it. But here we have evidence of academic support for covertly releasing drugs and other bioenhancements on the public. Now, you combine that with the creation of an airborne mRNA vaccine and the government's history of experimenting on the public, it's painting a very, very unsettling picture for the future. In fact, aside from the concerns of airborne delivery, the mRNA COVID-19 shots are associated with significant risks that we've been talking about. A large study from Israel revealed that Pfizer's COVID-19 mRNA jab is associated with a threefold increased risk of myocarditis. Other elevated risks were also identified and followed the COVID jab, including swollen lymph nodes, appendicitis, and herpes zoster uh, infection. At least 16,183 people also said they developed tinnitus after receiving the COVID-19 shot. The reports were filed with the CDC's Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, 
But considering that only between 1 and 10% of adverse reactions are ever reported to VAERS, the actual number is actually much, much higher. Airborne distribution. I remember a number of years ago hearing a lot of people talk about the what they call contrails. Remember that? Contrails. Jets flying overhead, leaving these trails uh, in the sky. And people were saying, well, the government is spraying uh, various kinds of poisons and testing the public. Uh, we don't even know. We still, to this day, don't really know. But a lot of people were very concerned about those contrails. Now, what we're hearing is this kind of thing could be spread without ever seeing any evidence of it having been sprayed all over the world, all over the country, all over your city. Are you beginning to get the extent, the measure of what technology is doing in order not just to benefit us, but to create a measure for absolute control? That's why, friends, you need to build your faith and your trust and your belief. Faith, trust, and belief. And there, those three legs of the Christian stool are linked together by one four-letter word. Without this one four-letter word, those three legs of the Christian life will not stand. You know what that one four-letter word is? Obey. Obey, the most hated word in the church today. So you know we really don't trust, and we really don't believe, and we really don't have faith because... We just don't obey. Thanks for joining us here on Viewpoint today. I trust that this has been helpful. Uh, become a partner, send your gifts by faith, friends, to save America Ministries. Do it today. Don't delay. The other guy's not doing it. We're doing the best we can to help. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.